We all have paradigms and roadblocks that prevent us from excelling, and they can be real or imagined. Welcome to Beyond Bricks, a podcast that will give you the ability to break through those walls. Here's Dr. Nathan Unruh. I'm super excited to have a special guest with us today. He's a guy that's become near and dearer to me and my progression as a human being and as a business owner. I've had the opportunity to hear him speak a number of times and, and getting to know him even better today. Uh, this is a gentleman that's going to bring you all kinds of energy. He can teach us a lot about leadership, how to deliver better experiences. But today we're going to really focus on how to get how to be get known in our space. You know, in Coach Book wrote a book that wrote a book and he, he breaks down the seven ingredients of people of interest. And I don't know about you. But I know I want to become a person of interest because if people know who I am, they want to do business with me and be a part of my products and services. And I think this is something that, especially as doctors of chiropractic, we get very caught up in the technician portion of our work. We get taught to be great doctors, but we don't always work on those other components that are so critical to success. And those are our soft skills. Those are the, that's our contactability within our communities. It's when you walk into a room, are you noticed or not noticed? Are they say, what are they saying about you? And I think the message today from Coach Burt is, is going to hit each and every one of us. So Coach, welcome. Uh, thank you so much for making time to come and teach us and, and pour into us today with this whole idea of getting known in our space and becoming a person of interest. So I, I like to just kick it off with, tell everybody who you are. Yeah, I spent a decade of my life as a, a women's basketball coach, building uh, an, a championship program. It took me about 10 years to take a place that had never won and won, uh, and then turn it into a national championship program. So that was a great laboratory for me to, to, to learn how to inner engineer people, how to build what I would call a competitive intelligence in people. And I was deeply scripted by Dr. Stephen Covey from 18 to 25. So I really studied the whole person theory, obviously the seven habits, but really understanding the body, the mind, the heart, and the spirit and how to tap into people. What I didn't know uh, was what I didn't know I was learning was how to package concepts. See, now looking back at 44, what I was really learning from Covey outside of those deep principles was how good he was at packaging a concept and that is very critical to becoming a person of interest people of interest create unique concepts they create unique models they are in the business of creation they're in the business of doing they're in the business of inventing they're not just kind of doing the same thing everybody else does okay so so it really played well because later in my life what i really figured out was one of my unique abilities was taking a concept deconstructing that concept, codifying that concept, and then packaging and delivering that concept in a way with a conviction and a cadence that, that causes a person to take action. Awesome. Well, so let's dive into some of those, those concepts, if you will. So you talked about seven ingredients. Let's touch a few of those ingredients today. Well, I initially came up with this concept when I wrote this book. It's actually become one of my best-selling books because I was in a coaching program but we didn't get the guy who created the program. We got other people. And I remember 
going to Chicago once a quarter to be in this coaching program, but we got somebody else. We didn't get him, right? And then in our third session of my first year, uh, the instructor said, this person is going to come in and teach the class. And man, I looked around the room and I noticed everybody picked up their pen, paper. They were in a forward posture. And this person comes in and I'm like, man, people from all over the world have come to learn from this guy. What does he have that we want, that we're willing to pay all this money for? And I began while he was talking, just sketching out characteristics. Well, he's got knowledge, but he doesn't have generic knowledge. He's got very specific knowledge in how to grow a business, right? How to 10, 10 times a business. And this was Sullivan and Strategic Coach. And then I, then I started going, well, he's got a very specific skill set. He doesn't just have average skills. He's got impeccable skills. And, and you've been around a lot of big time people. And what never ceases to amaze me is how good those people's skills are. When you're in the presence of real great people that are really high money earners, their skills are so impact, their people skills, their communication skills, their, their, their skills of whatever it may be, follow up, their skills with how they make a person feel is, is really impeccable. And then they have a very high prey drive. People of interest are not interested in small goals. They're interested in changing the world. They're interested in legacy. They're interested in, in disruption. They're interested in, right, like me building greatness factories today. They're not interested in, in doing small things. They're interested in doing really big things, okay? Then they've got confidence, but not just any confidence. They have a contagious confidence, a confidence that rubs off on people, a confidence that other people are interested in. So those are the four characteristics of people of interest. And if you notice, they go back to my model or Covey's model of body, mind, heart, and spirit. Body, skill, mind, knowledge, heart, prey drive, confidence, spirit. But then I started saying people of interest really have additional skills. They're very likable. They have a high likability, okay? In most cases, they have deep networks, they are very skilled at helping other people achieve some mission in life. They have uh, connectivity. When I wrote the book, it was just they could connect to anybody, anywhere, anytime. Now in a social media world, you don't have to be an actor to be famous today. You can literally become famous for something else. You can be known. That's all really the word famous means. Known, renowned, celebrated. But also people of interest have some kind of free prize. And that free prize is something special, something extra, something unique about them. Typically it comes from their past, their unique background, their unique experiences, their unique models, their unique breakdowns, their unique breakthroughs, right? So, so basically these people of interest have ingredients. Like when you're cooking, I'm not a good cook, but my wife is. And she says, man, if you miss one ingredient, you miss a lot. Same thing is true of people of interest. So when I wrote this book, I said, man, people of interest kind of have all of these characteristics going on. Now, one may be stronger than the other. Uh, for example, you take a guy like Nick Saban. You know, I'm doing stuff in the month of July with Nick Saban's coach, Kevin Elko. And Saban's not that likable, but he's got a very high degree of skill. And many times, if you have a high degree of skill, it will compensate for maybe some of the soft skills like likability, connectivity, things like that. Okay, so let me pull apart of a little bit of that. So now you're known as America's coach, and everybody needs a coach. Yeah. I'm sure you have a coach right now. I have my coaches in my different areas of my own life, 
And I can't imagine never not having a coach, whether it be about my faith, whether it be about my finances, whether it be about my, my skill set as a chiropractor. I need to improve my skill set in every area. So as you, we look at these, these people of interest and we look at the, their ability to perform at the highest level in whatever they do, let's contrast that with what is, what's the, what's the, bridge or what what's that gap between those people who do who do it and don't do it where's the fear what's the what is the inability what's the flip side of the person who's a person of an interest well I, 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 see I didn't understand this for many years as you know I was a, a high school basketball coach I, I didn't really I didn't know the difference between an asset and a liability all I want to do is win what I quickly realized that the more I won, the more I got some kind of extraordinary result, the more known I became, right? So I really became known as this championship coach, this young, hungry, very dynamic coach. And then when I started writing books, I was not only a coach, now I'm an author and a coach. Then I started speaking. Now I'm a speaker, author, and a coach. And then I wrote a best-selling book. Now he's a best-selling author and a coach, and right? Now I'm stacking and what I was really doing, I didn't realize it at the time, is I was kind of building a platform. So the person that is the contrast to a person of interest, you don't have to be an extrovert to be a person of interest, although it helps to be, to be known, to communicate. You may be uh, known to a certain group of people. You may be known to the chiropractic community as the number one chiropractor in the world, right? And you don't have to go out and speak and do all these things that I do. But lots of people come to me and they say, man, I get it. Because I left high school coaching and I started as a business coach. And it didn't matter how good of a business coach I was until people began to know me, until people began to see me speak, right? And so you may say to me, man, I'm really good, but I'm not getting the level of results that I want to get. And it could be an indicator that you're obscure, that you're unknown, that you don't understand the marketing game, that you don't understand the power of becoming a person of interest. All of this comes back to one central theme. The people who are the most known get the most opportunity. I didn't say they were the best, the best looking, the most experienced. The people who are best known get the most leads, the most opportunity. That's just the world we live into. People gravitate to people they know. This is why television is so important. This is why social media is so important. So a, a friend of mine came to me once. He said, man, you're going to figure this out at some point. It doesn't matter how good you are as a coach. You can coach with the best people in the world until you learn how to market and promote your services. You're going to be the best unknown coach in the world. Like I do this event at Bradley. You saw me at Bradley's event and people come up to me and say, oh, my God, I've never heard of you. I don't know who you are. But, man, you, you know what you're doing. Like you really are a coach. Like you're the real deal. And I'm like, I know, man, I've been coaching for 28 years. That's not a talent problem. That's a marketing problem. So, 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 so you may be the best chiropractor on planet earth, but if nobody knows it, it doesn't matter. So, so this is part of running up an effective and successful business, becoming a person of interest. Jobs is a person of interest. Bezos is a person of interest. Elon Musk is a person of interest. All the big time people, you know, are people of interest. Then they build organizations of interest. So, so the first step is I got to learn how to become a POI. Then I got to learn how to build an organization that is a, that is an organization of interest that people are interested in joining. Okay, so I just I got had an aha. Uh -huh. So you said something there, coach. 
Well, coaches do what? They teach, right? Yes. And they teach principles in order to win. Yes. Right? Because Nick Saban, like him or don't like him, he wins. Yes. And so a person of interest is a winner. A person of interest will do whatever it takes to win. I just got done reading Tim Grover's book, Winning, yep. and just learning about what the difference is of those people who just, they, they'll do whatever it takes to win. Yep. Blood, sweat, and tears. So if you look at the word doctor, coach, you know what the word doctor means? It means to no. teach. Yeah, good. So we're nothing more than a coach. Right. That's right. So therefore, in order for us to get better at what we do, we've got to become that person of interest to become magnetic right. in our little community. And you said something else. We don't need everybody. We need to be who they're talking about on Main Street. Whether we're in small town, whether we're in a large city, we need to attract our tribe. I know Seth Golden always talks about tribes. How do we attract our tribe? And so that's really what we need to do. Because in order to build the practice of your dreams, doctors, you don't need that many people. Right. But you got to have enough people who know you and you become a person of interest. And then you have an amazing skill set. And then all you care about is winning. That's how you start to see your business grow. So press yeah. into those statements. I mean, what are you, what are you getting from that? Well, two, two, two to three years ago, I got a phone call one day and it was from one of the top wellness experts in the world. And I didn't know him. I never heard of him. His COO had walked into a, a, a Barnes and Nobles in uh, Houston, Texas. He, she had bought a copy of my book. Everybody needs a coach in life fell in love with the concepts in the book. They immediately called me and said, we need you on a plane to Houston, Texas in the next week. Our doctor wants to meet you. I go to Houston, Texas. I find out that he's running a $25 million cash-based wellness center. He's one of the top doctors in the world. And we go to long dinners with each other. And he begins to educate me on his process, health and wellness. He basically built like what's like a equivalent of a Ritz Carlton health and wellness center. He modeled it after the Broadmoor, the Ritz Carlton. Um, and he said to me one night, I'm a great doctor. Okay. And he, and I'm current, I'm, I'm current, but he said, I'm an even better marketer. I'm really a marketeer. And so I looked at what he did during this last period of pandemic. He was on 18 different TV stations. He was on Fox News almost uh, every other week. He's written X number of books. He's got his own podcast. He's doing everything right out of the book, Person of Interest, because he knows the more he becomes known, the more people go to his wellness center. So he, he got the concept of Person of Interest before he even read the book. He was doing everything I would teach him to do if I was coaching him. He brought me in to coach him and his team and, you know, a lot of the doctors or chiropractors that bring me in, the number one thing they want to do is like, I want to, I need to be a person of interest. How do I become a person of interest? Well, we're creating, we're doing, we're moving, we're authority figures. So we need credibility indicators in the market, which is why we need the books, which is why we need the podcast, which is why we need the unique concepts, because this signals to the market, hey, this person's legit. They're the real deal. They're an authority. They're an expert, right? Like right now, I position myself as the leading authority on activating the prey drive in people. So I just finished my book, Flip the Switch. 
right? And, and in that book, I'm positioning myself as the number one guy in the world at this very specific thing. Okay, now why would I do that? So I'll become a person of interest. When anybody thinks about that concept, I want them thinking about me. So if you're out there and you're watching this, you say, man, I'm good. I know I'm good. I'm talented. I don't have a talent problem. I've got a marketing problem. I need to learn how to become known in the world. People who are the most known get the most opportunity. That's all there is to it, guys. That's simple. It don't matter if you're the best. If nobody knows how good you are, it just doesn't matter. Right. Well, and I hear that a lot from doctors, you know, and they're, you know, trying to increase their business, whether it be from 50 visits a week to 100 visits a week to 200 visits a week to 300 visits a week and beyond, but they get, they get limited and they say, and their, their ego gets in their way. I'm the greatest, but if you're the, if you are, your numbers aren't telling it. Right. So I want to give some practical things and I, and I, and I want to make sure that I, I, I give you, you know, the definition of our mar- what marketing is in our world is when we build a brand, really a brand exists in the mind. So like, for instance, we come into this call today and people who have never seen me before or never seen you within seven seconds, they've made an impression of us. There's 11 different metrics. They say, you shouldn't judge people. Well, guess what? We do, right? So in order to be intentional about that brand, then we got to look at marketing and marketing is then every touch point as it extends to you personally and in your business. And most importantly, in your operations, because if your operations stink and you become a person of interest and I pull up and I put 100 new patients into your office today, well, guess what? You're looking for another 100 next month because you didn't put the time in to really fine tune your operations, which is a major key to your marketing. So I, I and then the advertising piece is all the tactics that come along with it. Right. So as we look at that definition and I want to give some practical things here to the, to the listeners, we always will tell people, hey, you got to be spending 5 to 8% on your P&L of your, what your collections are on, let's call it person of interest. Let's call it yep. marketing and advertising. So sometimes that budget isn't very much. And sometimes that budget is a lot. Now, we have a tendency to always run to the most obvious things, social media and podcasts and some of those things that we know we probably should be doing. But what are some just some things that you've done along the way in 28 years that is just grassroots things, things that these doctors could come off this call today and say, I'm going to go and do meet three new people today. I'm going to go nest at different locations. I'm going to write this many notes to people in the community. What are some practical things that you did to become the person of interest? All right. So when you think about being a person of interest, I want to start with a simple concept. And very early on, a business coach taught me this. Before you become known in the world, famous, position by concept, Create incredible concepts. And you say, well, give me an example. Well, I'm coaching a State Farm agent in Orlando, Florida. He's not selling insurance. He's positioned himself around a concept called risk navigation. He created the risk navigator. Okay. And that's so much cooler than saying I'm a State Farm agent. Okay. So, so he goes out into the marketplace and brands himself and positions himself around this concept of risk navigation. And risk navigation is, man, there's X number of risk in the world. My job, it really is your agent. Like, see, insurance is a toxic word. You go out there and say, man, I'm a chiropractor, 
And, but there's how many chiropractors in the world? That, I don't know what makes you different, what makes you stand out, why should I come to you? So my, one of my first business coaches taught me a very valuable lesson and then Sullivan added on to it is, is give everything a unique name and make everything a unique process. Okay, look at what I do. I create concepts. Monster Producer is my coaching program because a monster is a legendary creature. Person of interest is a person that is attracting versus chasing. The new book is called Flip the Switch, which is how to activate the prey drive. I took a concept in an animal and tied it to a human and then trademarked it. What I do is I create interesting concepts. See, it's hard to be a person of interest when you're just one of thousands and thousands of commoditized people. Like I'm just a chiropractor, right? So, so really to be a person of interest, you got to create something interesting. Notice what I call my training facilities, greatness factories. They're not office buildings. They're greatness factories. The, the conference rooms in my greatness factories are called dream foundries. Because in a foundry, you take nothing and turn it into something, right? Like I'm packaging and delivering. So you mentioned the concept of branding, marketing, packaging. To me, packaging is taking a concept and positioning it and packaging in a cool way where they go, that's cool. Nine out of 10 people that are the top money earners for me come to me and say, I want you to help me become a person of interest. See how simple that is? It's simple, right? It's, it's what they, I need to become known. I need to become a person of interest. Or they say, I want you to activate the prey drive in my team and my people. See how simple these concepts are? But these concepts make me into a person of interest because I go out and these are brand identifiers. Oh, that's the dude that wrote Person of Interest. He's got greatness factories. He, he wrote the book, Flip the Switch on Prey Drive. So the first thing I would tell all the chiropractors is you really need to get clear in having a unique message and, and positioning yourself in a unique way. Now, once you have that part in place, we teach a framework in how to explain your value. Then it's a matter of how do we distribute this message to the world? How, how many different ways can we tell the world, right? Whether it be social media, whether it be a podcast, whether it be books, whether it be through events. A big way I drive my person of interest score is I do events. I'm doing events with you. I'm doing events with Brad Lee. I've done events with Tim Grover. You mentioned him. I'm doing events with Tim Story. I've done events with Sharon Lecter. I've done events with Grant Cardone. Like, like what I do to raise my person of interest score is I partner. I'm doing a, a four-week series in July with Nick Saban, psychologist, Kevin Elko. So my point is, one of the ways I raise my score is I partner with big-time people. And I bring something of value. They bring something of value. And that introduces me to their whole network of people. So now I'm expanding my network. You don't need more money. You need more people. The people have the money. Okay? So every day we got to figure out how do we get in front of more people? Oh, we could partner with people and get in front of more people. But here's the deal. If you saw me in Las Vegas and I didn't have a unique concept like Prey Drive, you wouldn't have said, hey, man, I want you to do events with me. I want you to speak at this event, right? Like, like, like you would have been like, okay, he's okay. You saw a lot of speakers in Vegas, but, but you didn't partner with all of them because you may have said, you know, what is that dude really saying? You don't have anything unique. So part of being a person of interest is stepping back away from the commodity. Coaching is a commodity, by the way. There's 700,000 people that call themselves a coach in the United States, right? The average income of those coaches is 47,000 a year. What does that tell me? They don't know how to sell their coaching services. So, so I actually teach coaches how to make money with their coaching because they don't know how to do it. You know why? They don't have a concept. They don't have an engine. They don't have a selling cycle. They don't have a follow-up team. So, so I would tell the chiropractor, listen to this, man, start with your message. Start with your concept. Let's get clear on that. 
Let's figure out how we can build something unique and then sell the uniqueness like my little state farm agent doing risk navigation. I love it. So you, you're giving me a whole bunch of ideas, naming the different parts of my own process. Um, you know, thinking about all the thousands of people over the years that have had the opportunity to treat and looking at my own very own clinics today and the doctors that work in them and saying, well, there's probably a few people in that office that are influencers that I could partner with and go and tell a unique concept, my concepts, that makes me a person of interest that they would, I can add value to them, which will allow me in my community to expand that impact. So right. I think there's a lot of things there. I think though, but you're so bang on of that. I, and I love this statement. If you guys miss this, write this down. I wrote it down here. You don't need more money. You need more people because the people right. have the money and the right. people have more importantly, the problems that you can right. solve and they'll pay their money for you to solve their problem. That's right. But if there's no follow-up, see, see, you know, I say you don't need more money, you need more people. But if you don't follow up with the people, if you don't engage with the people, if you don't try to partner with the people, if you don't find a problem with the people, then they don't give you any of the money. Right. See, see, when we took that event that we did, that you saw me speak at in Las Vegas, and we'll probably, before it's over, generate a quarter of a million dollars from me speaking at that event. Okay? Because when I go into an event, I grab all the opportunity, meet all the influencers, follow up. We're looking at putting a, a greatness factory in Dubai as a result of that event you saw me speak at. We, we parlored that with a second event with me and Bradley back in Vegas in, in uh, November around personal vendors. We've signed up many of the people in the room. You and I are doing events together as a result of that. So when I go into a room, even if I'm not even known before I get there, I have developed a unique skill set and a follow-up machine behind me to put deals together to try to take every, every single group I speak to and turn it into a quarter of a million dollars. The purpose of the speaking engagement is to activate the prey drive and the people to want to do more with you. That's the whole purpose of the event. And so many people go speak and then they leave. They don't do anything and they don't follow up and they don't solve problems. So, so man, I just, the game to me is how, how many people can I get in front of and how can we follow up with these people and how can we not just sell them something? How do we partner with them? How do we collaborate with them? How do we expose each other to each other's networks? That's really the game today. Absolutely. So, okay, I'm, if I'm sitting there and I'm, I've thought this myself in the past when I sit in an event and I get to hear a guy like you who's all buttoned up. And if I was just Coach Burt, I could communicate like Coach Burt. I would be as successful as Coach Burt. But that didn't happen overnight. It took 28 years of being dedicated to winning. So I, I know that the objections are going to be, I'm not that person. How do they become that person? Well, I'm a big believer when I'm coaching a person, I'm coaching them really in four areas, knowledge, skill, desire, and confidence. Communication is a skill. It can be learned. I like to tell people in some settings I'm introverted. Like if you saw me on a plane, I don't talk to people. I'm a creative. Most people don't know that. I like time to myself. When you see me in audiences, I look extroverted, but, but notice after, as soon as I get off stage, after I meet people, I sit to myself to learn. I don't, I don't, I'm not the life of the party when I get to places. 
So people use these as excuses. I'm an introvert. I'm shy. I'm not extroverted like him. Well, in certain scenarios, I'm introverted. In certain scenarios, I'm extroverted. Because to me, you can be both. So what I would tell people is skill. Skill. Communication is a skill. The ability to to follow up is a skill. The ability to do this as a skill. And, 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 and I think one of the number one skills you can ever have to be a person of interest. If I was a chiropractor today, okay, if you, if you had a magic wand, uh, Nathan, and, and, right, you, you said, boom, I can make you a chiropractor. Let me tell you something, folks. I would do every single thing I do today. I would do events. I would have a podcast. I would write books. I would do speaking engagements. I would do partnerships. Anything I could do to drive people in the door to know who I am is exactly what I would be doing. I would not change one thing. So if you're out there going, oh yeah, Coach Burke can do all this stuff because he's in the motivation business. Uh, no, if I was a chiropractor, you're a businessman or a businesswoman that has a very special skill set. Now, if you can't get attention for that special skill set, doesn't matter how good the skill set is. So, so you got to become uh, aware that, man, this is a part of the game, okay? This is just a part of the game, and the better you can become. You know, I, I have my daughter watch The Greatest Showman. She's eight years old, and I asked her what she learned. She watched it over and over and over and over and over, and she loved it. And I, and I said, what did you learn about The Greatest Showman? And she's like, oh, man, those people were so mean to him, Daddy. They, I said, no, you missed the point. He knew how to get people to the circus. He understood the more ways he got people to the circus, the more resistance he was going to give. The world didn't understand him, but man, he was a great marketer. And it didn't matter how great the circus was if he couldn't get people to the circus. We got to become great marketers and great promoters. See, I've written 17 books. This is my 17th book. This is my life's work. What I realized, prey drive is an instinct to see something and pursue it. Everybody has a prey drive. It's prevalent in animals. I have come to the conclusion after 28 years of coaching that humans have a prey drive, P-R-E-Y-D-R-I-V-E. It is an instinctual ability to see something with the eyes or in the mind, in the imagination, and have the persistence and the intensity to pursue it. And when I break this concept down, number one, it's going to activate something inside of you to want more, to want to do more, to want to become more, to want to pursue your potential. There's so many people that have become static in the United States. They've become stuck, static, bored, complacent, in a rut. And I actually believe it's because the prey drive has been suppressed. And so I'll actually show you in that presentation, the three components of prey drive, the five activators of that drive. And then I'll weave in stories that'll try to activate something inside of you to go, it's on, man. I've been playing so small. I was just with my accountant a few minutes ago. We have an accounting division and I was going through our numbers and how much money we we think we're going to make this year. And, and she got to the end and she said, man, you're up this much in this year. And I said, I looked at her and I said, still baby money. It's just baby money compared to what we should be doing. Right now, here's the deal that activated my prey drive because I'm like, man, oh my God, I'm, I should be playing at such a bigger frequency. So this presentation I'm going to give in Nashville, we have never had a person walk up and go, man, I don't get it. They walk up and go, you know what? This, I needed this. I needed to hear this message. I thought I was playing at a big level. I just gave it in the Dickin last week. A dude was the number one producer. He was an insurance company. And he walked up to me and he's like, man, I, I came here thinking I wasn't going to learn one thing from you. I was pessimistic. I was negative. I'm the number one guy in the company. And he said, what you really did was activate something inside of me to know that what I'm really doing is small in comparison to what I'm capable of doing. He said, man, this was exactly what I, he didn't even know he needed it. 
but he got there and he said, this is what I needed to get to the next level. So that's what you're going to get with me. Uh, I deliver it with a cadence and a rhythm because I'm a coach. I have that old basketball coach in me. So, so my goal is to have you want to run through the wall for me when I'm finished. So as just follow up to this conversation, I, I highly recommend that you go and read Coach Burt's book on point, a person of interest. It's a small book, but it's very impactful. Okay. And so, so when you get it, it's very small, but it's, it's got six or seven chapters in it. And man, I'm telling you all the big money earners I coach in the world. Okay. Those are earning above half a million to, to, to 10 million have all gone through person of interest. Okay. I do boot camps on this. It's a very powerful concept. What do you have? How do you package it? How do you sell it? How do you market it? How do you become known? So I think you'll really, I think you'll really enjoy that. Guys, even as you're thinking about bringing more people and attracting more people to your practice, you also have the opportunity with every single person you're meeting currently in your practice to becoming more of a point of interest right there. These concepts fit both individually in your communications with your patients to the to the world at large and try to bring more interest to you and your world. So I highly recommend you go do that. Coach Burton and I are, are working together, as you could hear, on collaborating on a number of things. He's got such great great content and great advice. You can find more thoughts on how to move beyond bricks at drnathanunruh.com. 